I was 12 when my father decided that the punishment for playing too many video games was to learn spearfishing. Also, I should probably mention that it's not the Hawaii Lagoon and Blue Waters type of spearfishing. No, my dad's type was more of a, you get a spear and you go to the river to fish something. I grew up in Iowa, on farmlands that apparently belonged to our ancestors, but didn't anymore. But because I was a modern kid with modern interests, my parents thought it would give me a better chance in life if I studied and grew outside of a reserve. As a teen, I also wasn't really interested in that side of my family. My dad married another woman after my mom passed, so I suppose he wasn't into it either. We never really talked about our Sioux and heritage, but I knew he grew up with them. I was surprised when he decided to teach me spearfishing and called it a punishment. And you know, I thought it sounded neat until I was barefoot in three feet of cold river water. I could feel my toes curling and my desire to learn waning as fast as it came. It wasn't cold enough that I was at risk of losing toes or anything, but I'd say the water was at least 60 degrees. Maybe, but I doubt it was any more than that. So, here I am, upstream of a river that passes on our land, hoping this spearfishing lesson would end fast. I was lucky too, there seemed to be a bunch of fish near my dad, so I thought that once he got one or two and showed me the ropes, we would be done. Big mistake though, he wanted me to catch one too. After showing me the technique, it still took me at least three hours to get my spear through a fish. Predicting a fish's movement in the water is not that easy to do, and also that if you didn't hit them at the right angle... The spear will just slide off their backs like a knife on butter. Ridiculous creatures. I started hating fish the moment I had to hunt them. My dad, however, well, he thought it was hee-haw hilarious. I didn't give up and eventually learned the trick. I couldn't feel my legs anymore, but I ultimately kind of started to love spearfishing. Without being prompted to, I started going on my own. My stepmom was telling my dad how careless it was. She said that an accident could happen, and they'd only find my body downstream a few days later. Yeah, she was a real joy to be around. My dad brushed it off, of course, and let me go. He was taught how to spear fish when he was eight years old, and was going alone by the time he was nine. At twelve, I was almost an adult, or a little man as he liked to call me. I spent most of my summer spearfishing, and you know what? I was getting pretty damn good at it. The fish I brought home were bigger, so we often ate fresh fish for dinner. I even learned to cook it myself. I don't know why, but suddenly, Ocarina of Time wasn't as appealing to me as being knee-deep in cold water, spearfishing like my ancestors. Then, one day... I saw a fish that I knew I just had to get for dinner because it was the biggest I'd seen upstream, and to be frank, I'd never seen one like that. It was pitch black, its body almost a meter long. It looked like an eel, but the long flowy fins told me it wasn't one. I couldn't even see its eyes because of how dark its scales were, but I could see the gills opening and closing slowly, 
revealing neon blue frills inside of them. I didn't know what kind of fish it was, but I was 12. It was big. And hell, I was a master spear fisherman. I could do this. And so I waited, staring at the fish, analyzing its movements. It moved in a soft swaying motion with its mouth ajar. I could see its thin needle-like teeth, and I wondered how sharp they were. I didn't have to wait long, as less than a minute later, the large fish lunged at another, and it tore it apart in less time than it takes to say, Whoa. I saw the small fish being gored out of existence by this rabid, violent creature. It reminded me of that cheesy 80s movie, Piranha. I tightened my grasp on my spear and stopped moving for a second, waiting for just the right angle. I let it finish its meal first, and then I aimed. With all my strength my tiny arms could muster, I threw my spear at it. I didn't miss it. Within a fraction of a second the black fish was squirming like crazy, its large tail fins slapping on the surface of the water as it tried to red the spear that skewered it. The water was turning blue, and I stared in both awe and surprise. Shouldn't all things bleed red? I'd never seen a fish bleed blue. Then again, I'd never heard one scream either. Whenever the fish head was out of water, I could hear its cries of agony, high-pitched and scratchy like nails on a green board. The noise was so intense, it was piercing my eardrums. I watched it squirm frantically for a few minutes, frozen in my spot as I debated ending its suffering with a rock or something. I didn't really want to get close to my prey until it was calmer. It took all of five minutes for the squirming to calm down and the blue blood to dissipate. It wasn't dead though, I could tell because its tail fin was still swaying, and it looked like it was still breathing or panting. I'd never seen a fish do that either. Still, it was time to get it out of the water and end it. I approached it slowly, with the intent of grabbing the spear and pulling it out of the river as quickly as possible. The fish was about five feet away from me, but when I got closer, I noticed something strange was happening. The reason why it stopped bleeding wasn't that I bled it dry, but because it was healing and it was healing fast. It looked like the wound closed around the spear. When I reached for the spear, the fish slammed its tail against the water surface and started squirming again. I don't know why, but I could tell it was angry. I was never taught fish or smart or had feelings, but I felt its anger pierce through me like my spear had done to its body. I nearly fell back in surprise, but I grabbed the spear and dragged the fish back toward the shore. And that's where it gets worse. As I dragged the fish, I felt like the weight on my spear was diminishing. When I turned around to look back at my prey, I saw the gash on its back widen. And slowly, every scale parted and its flesh tore itself as if trying to split the fish in two. I tried to rush the shore and get it out of the water, I mean... I really did, but before I could, it happened. The fish split in two, 
and I watched in horror as it healed itself, becoming two instead of one. I grabbed my spear, but I should have ran. I should have used that .2 second head start I had and dashed out of the water while I still could. But I didn't. One half of the creature jumped out of the water and latched on to one of my legs, wrapping its entire body around it. It bit through the skin of my calf and, just like the fish I'd seen earlier, tore into me like my skin was made of air. My flesh offered no resistance to the powerful grip and ravenous appetite of that monster. It broke easily, and already the water was turning red around me. Fear overwhelmed me in an instant. I could still hear myself screaming today, and it's been over 20 years. I can also remember how it felt when it was eating me alive. It felt like a screwdriver tearing into my skin, but I knew it was the fish's teeth. I stumbled back. I fell in about a foot of water, and the second half aimed for my throat. I avoided it in the nick of time, but it still managed to latch on to my collarbone. I struggled like the devil to get back to shore, but I was twelve. That monstrous fish was heavy, and I was rapidly losing blood. The creature's squirming was making it even worse, and it almost felt like it was trying to get me underwater. I tried to hit the one on my chest with my spear, but it knew. It just knew I was going to attack it. So it let go of my collarbone. I saw it open its mouth, saw the four rows of teeth from up close as it bit through the spear and broke it apart like it was nothing. When I saw that, I lost all hope of fighting back and winning. I had one last hope left, just the slim hope of being out of water it would kill them and let me live. I had to rush to the shore and get out of the water as fast as possible. I'll call it survival instinct, but even if I lost a lot of blood, I managed to get to the edge of the river. My hand reached the soil, and I crawled out of the water with everything I had. I wasn't going to die there, so I wasn't going to let a fish take me out like that. Not that I thought this was a regular fish anymore. My entire body was in pain. I kicked and pulled at the creature, trying to get it to stop eating me alive, but the one on my calf had already eaten its way down to the bone. As for my collarbone, I could feel it break under the pressure of that devilish creature's mouth. Its teeth were so sharp that it crushed the bone. I couldn't stop it. There was nothing I could do anymore. But I also didn't give up. I don't know if I stopped screaming, and I still remember tasting blood in the back of my mouth. My fingers wrapped tightly around the body of the creature latched onto my collarbone, and I tried to pry it off. I was weaker too, but I knew if I didn't do anything, it would be the end of me. The scales, which I thought earlier as slick and smooth, were sharp and cutting. Each time I pulled, I felt the edge of those scales bury into the tender flesh of my palms, like tiny blades. I felt the skin around my cuts tingle and the pain subsided. I was still in a tremendous amount of pain because of my calf and chest, but the cuts on my hands, I couldn't feel anymore. I also realized that I couldn't feel my leg where the creature's scales were in contact. There was probably something on those scales that paralyzed my nerves, and even today, 
I don't know if I should be grateful for that. I probably should have been in a lot more pain if it weren't for that toxin or whatever it was. And so I thought I was dying. I kicked away at the one that latched on my calf since I couldn't read of the one I had on my collarbone. I kicked and grappled with it until it finally let go, and I heard a loud splash. I imagine I kicked it hard enough for it to go back into the water. And this one half survived, but I can't say the same for my leg. The half still latched onto my collarbone was still fighting, but not as strongly. The lack of water was weakening it. With all my strength, I pulled at it again. It still wouldn't budge, even after tearing through flesh, muscles, and bone. My face was covered in dirt, tears, and my own blood, and I could feel my heart beat in every inch of my body. I also couldn't stand, the searing pain from my half-eaten calf making sure I couldn't do so much as to crawl back home. And I was dying. I didn't think I was dying anymore, I knew it. My body was growing cold, I was getting weaker, and my heartbeat drowned every other noise around me. It was so loud I could feel my eardrums quiver with each thump. I tried to pull it off again one last time, but it wouldn't budge. I screamed at the top of my lungs, called my dad's name as I bled out into the dirt. One long, disgusting, freaky creature still eating away at me. And I passed out, convinced that I wouldn't wake up. My last thought was Zelda, and how I wish I'd spent the afternoon exploring Hyrule instead of spearfishing. When I awoke, I was at the local hospital, bandaged from the neck to the tip of my toes. My dad had come running to me right after I passed out, apparently. He said that when he found me, the thing was still latched onto my collarbone, dead and drying up. I believed him because his hands were covered in bandages too. I couldn't feel anything because of the morphine, but I was alive, and that was all that mattered at the time. They told me I was lucky and that considering all the wounds on my body and how much blood I lost, I should be dead. If my dad had arrived any later, there would have been no way to save me. The scars littering my body and my prosthetic leg seemed to tell another story, but... I digress. My dad kept the creature's body, and we tried to figure out what it was. We went to a local zoo, went to a veterinarian, hell, we even called National Geographic. Nobody knew what it was. Nobody had seen anything like it. And we ended up selling the body to a cryptozoologist for a pretty penny. And my dad, well, he also stopped punishing me for playing video games. <laughs>